When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse Code and Crown, as well as three event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals. Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pod, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merch dice today. Welcome back to Curse, Code, and Crown, a live play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. I am the wizard Cronox, observer of time. Curse, Code, and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers. Laura Elizabeth is the Orc Countant Eta and Princess Gwendolyn. Tyler Hewitt is Maka Deathcap and Ryan LaPlante is Duncan Kindano alongside our dungeon master, the incredible Tom McGee, so get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow. It's time for Curse, Code, and Crown! The Triton Sorceress spreads wide her hands, lightning crackling around them, and with a, a dramatic arc, brings them together repeatedly in applause for your, uh, your efforts. Uh, and uh, aloud, she says, <laughs> which uh, you you hear um, echoing in your heads, not as clearly as Gwendolyn uh, Gwendolyn's speech is, um, but uh, that you you clearly hear in your heads as 
Oh, well done. Well done. Uh, wow, that uh, thing's been giving us quite a bit of difficulty. I, I suppose the answer was actually stabbing the whole time. Uh, wow, we've been trying many different things, but apparently none of them were uh, as effective as stabbing. Stabbing was the answer. Um, but uh, <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Uh, you have my thanks, strangers. Uh, although I do see one of the consortium of Bleen with you, which is not uh, particularly to our taste. So I will uh, allow the two of you a safe passage. But I do wonder, uh, Tortle, why do you come down here in, into the realm, uh, into the uh, the domain of the Manterans? Um, can I tell if she's speaking Aquan right now? She is. I can speak Aquan. Am I capable of communicating the same way or am I limited by like my physicality? No, you, you can absolutely speak Aquan. Uh, the way okay. I, I like to imagine Aquan is that it's like a series of, like she's obviously using magic to allow everyone to understand what's being spoken. But I got to assume if you're speaking underwater all the time, it would have to be kind of like either whales communicating or anything else where it's just like, you're able to interpret what like through the water means. Um, So yes, absolutely. You can speak uh, back to her in her own language. (laughs) Duncan off to the side is like, why was I diplomatically necessary? I can't talk here. (laughs) (laughs) It's a foreign language and everyone's psychic. (laughs) I speak common and elvish and some gnomish. Admittedly, you do miraculously have court knowledge of Bleen. So, like, you've been doing just fine. I don't think you need to like push your luck on this one. Uh, it's been, it's been a good run for for secret Gwendolyn powers. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I, I hesitate to even say this, but Ambassador Maka, what do you say? Um, I, <laughs> I introduce myself. I say I am Maka Death Cap. And these are my companions, Duncan Kindano and Princess Gwendolyn. We have come to mend the divide between the Triton and the Tortle. We come to reconnect Bleen to the archives. Um, and uh, she just sucks water through her teeth uh, in what would uh, on land be like a... Um, and just says, uh, your, your command of our languages is very good, uh, very admirable. Uh, but I do regret to inform you that I think you'll be somewhat disappointed, uh, if your, your goal is to reconnect, uh, 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 the, the, the Tritons and, uh, the people of, uh, of Mantara with, with your consortium. Uh, after all, uh, your people have been dumping their their poisoned uh, spore cultures into our waters for quite some time, leading many of the creatures down here to become like the monster you you just destroyed. That crocodile used to tell time impeccably well for all of us, uh, yeah. but uh, it it had become something truly horrific. Again, apparently vulnerable to stabbing. So good to know. But before, I, before perishing, I spoke with the crocodile. It was beyond reasoning. It was... Oh, yes. No, you should have killed it. That's 100% the right call. We're just mostly concerned that your people kind of dumped toxic garbage on us for a long time and have converted many of it. Many of our Tritons have gone completely feral. They, they have succumbed to the, the very same illness that, uh, that, the, the, that, that, that poor time-telling crocodile uh, 
fell to. It, it is your, your people have brought a plague down upon our society. Mm. Not cool, they, dude. They too are plagued. I'm I mean, seeking to heal this plague, mm. to eliminate it. And with the information in your your, as I understand it, box of receipts, uh, help with that. Any and all information is useful, particularly in. Sorry, I'm trying to think of the phrasing that Maka would use. Particularly certain documentation regarding my role in this. My people have seen fit to blame me for the plague that has befallen them. Though I know not who they would blame for dumping into your home. I mean, probably you as well, if they're blaming people. I mean, that just seems seems like what they're doing. Are you responsible for this? Mm, no. No, my investigation is ongoing, but it would seem that there was a sickness, a curse, blighting this land before me. Um, and uh, she kind of nods uh, and says, uh, our, our people had noticed that as well. Many of the uh, medicinal products we traded for with uh, the uh, uh, consortium were uh, losing their potency. Uh, they're, they're, for a time, they were providing us with, with wonderful cures. Uh, many of our people are alive today because of them, but uh, slowly that seems to have, have dwindled. Yes, this, this all makes sense. Uh, Maka Deathcap, I believe you said. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fine. We shall make a, a one-time exception and allow safe travel, uh, given that you've dealt with our, our time croc problem. Um, please, uh, if, if you and your friends would be so kind as, as to follow me. I, I am uh, of uh, Adriel, by the way, of, of the, uh, the Manterans. Uh, it is a pleasure to meet you um, right this way. Um, and she kind of waves to her people. Um, you were attacked twice on your way to the archive, um, as uh, Adriel had uh, indicated, uh, there are feral tritons now who, I think in modern terms, you, you'd consider uh, almost rabid, um, who uh, attempt to attack, uh, but the uh, the non-feral uh, Manterans uh, who are part of Adriel's uh, honor guard um, dispatch them relatively quickly. Um, <clears throat> After uh, a, a bit of a trek, uh, you arrive at the, the sunken archive. Uh, God help me, but it's a good metaphor for it. Uh, very much a Gungan situation going on down here where it's kind of a massive dome um, of a sort of underwater civilization. Uh, once you sort of pass through, it doesn't have like, you know, force field because that's not really a thing in this world, but um, you sort of pass through a... Uh, uh, a small chamber that uh, empties out, uh, just sort of forces the water out. Um, the uh, the Tritons um, are, it's best to think of them kind of as the inverse of turtles in this regard, where turtles are comfortable underwater, but ultimately need to breathe uh, topside. Uh, the Tritons can breathe air. Uh, it's just not as comfortable for them as, as underwater. So um this is very much a total structure. You, you recognize that uh, upon arrival. That said, the glass nature is is much more a Triton um, influence than uh, than a turtle. It seems that the Tritons were instrumental in building this, which would make sense given that it's at the bottom of the ocean. Um, once you are kind of decontaminated, uh, you you walk in and um, 
um, Adriel, whose hair now looks considerably less dope uh, out here. She just kind of looks a bit like Samara from the ring uh, because the, the hair only really works in the water. Um, she uh, turns to you, Duncan, and uh, says in a much more uh, kind of, uh, for lack of a better term, like fishy voice. She's clearly like speaking through gills, uh, just kind of like, the nature of our physiology, we're unable to uh, uh, properly introduce yourself out there, I'm afraid. Uh, I think you might have more information than, well, we, we got out there. I apologize. What is your name again? I am Duncan Quintano. <laughs> Speaking um, through your gills? Captain of the Dawnbreakers. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Uh, and uh, she kind of chuckles and she says, I understand that you can speak through your vocal cords. You can talk normally if you'd like, but I appreciate the consideration. Well, all right, then. I'm Duncan Kindano, first captain of the Dawnbreakers. Um, and she, she kind of nods. Basically, you can tell she was just trying to leave room for you to understand that you can communicate with them now. Uh, she feels that you can see there's a bit of a sense of embarrassment that you were there was a one-way communication out, out in the waters um, and she's clearly putting in the effort by speaking common, despite how tremendously bad she is at it. Um, but uh, yeah, um, knowing now that you can fully communicate, you, you have a bit more of your diplomatic uh, yes. capability back at hand. Uh, she will continue to speak Aqualish to um, Maka though. Are there any other major dangers along the lines of this crocodile that face your people that we could perhaps free you from? Um, she explains that there are many, um, a, a number of uh, creatures that serve various uh, almost Flintstone-esque functions down here um, have been infected um, and have, have changed and mutated. Um, she indicates as well that it's not merely, and you saw this with the Tritons who had more spines uh, kind of sticking out of their arms and more prominent gills. Um, the... Uh, the tainted spores seem to actually be mutating things down here. So it's not just a matter of a curable infection. It's that their fundamental uh, nature is being shifted. Um, <clears throat> Tyler brought this up uh, like last episode or a couple episodes ago, but the cordyceps uh, situation is very much in play here rather than fully killing it. It's just like, it kind of corrupts the brain to a point where it's just a weird it. fungus mm. suit. Um so, uh, yes, there are a number of, of things that plague them. The trades themselves, as you've seen, are very capable warriors. The water is their domain. Um, but they seem to be uh, essentially faced with the same dilemma as the turtles. The main difference being they are acknowledging it as the single biggest threat to their civilization and something that must be solved, as opposed to an inconvenience that makes them sniffly and prevents them from shipping boxes on time. Um, so unfolding this, she, uh, she like thanks you for your concern. But is essentially uh, like um, <clears throat> finding a cure to all of this, um, as indeed it would seem you are trying to do, friend Tortle. But we uh, ideal for solving most of the mutation issues we're seeing. Uh, so that really, uh, the thing you're doing is the thing that would help us the most. Understood, and I appreciate the challenges your people are facing. We'll do our best to solve this problem. Um. And I'd just like to say that uh, uh, re regardless, you know, of, of how things go, um, there's like a lot of danger in the world and a lot of like evil stuff going down. And I'd really like uh, our people to, to be allies. 
Um, she kind of lo- looks at you uh, in a new light. Um, Gwendolyn, I think you still haven't necessarily fully clocked the fact that since you show up in armor all the time now, people just assume you're hired muscle. Right. Um, but um, she kind of nods and says, um, uh, the, the, the Mantarans are uh, like our, our civilization is, is uh, certainly very reasonable and, and would, would like to pursue this further. But uh, I will need to speak more broadly to the other Triton communities. You, know, you understand it's a bit of a process. But the Alliance of Deep Ones may indeed be interested in allying with you if, if indeed you can offer more than the consortium did. Tell me, what do you value most? We have, well, we value equality among all peoples. To what purpose? Uh, to, so that everybody's lives and, and well-being can be elevated. Ah, you see that? That I like. Um, and in uh, Aqua, she uh, turns to you, Mark, and she just says, you've brought us such interesting people, friend Tortle. I do appreciate this. Thank you. Um, and uh, she um, kind of nods, I think, uh, to Gwendolyn and kind of like eyes your hands and not being entirely used to physiology. She still kind of could tell that you probably can't write. <laughs> um, so she turns to Duncan and she says, uh, All right, you, you seem to uh, mention out there in the water that you are worried your, your diplomatic abilities would be wasted here. We could use some, some, some paperwork for this if you would be so kind. We will convey it to the, the other nations. Excellent. I'll happily write up whatever you need. Ah, oh, excellent. You are all truly welcome as, as friends of the Mantarons. Um, and uh, having won them over, uh, you have free reign of the archive. So um, essentially, uh, for the interest of, of sort of time and scope, um, this isn't like, a, and then they spent a day at the library <laughs> uh, simply because you, you've you got other shit to do. And as, uh, as Murdoch warned you, um, only having two of these jurors on side is not nearly enough. Also, Wajdi doesn't exactly seem like he's entirely on the level and the odds of him flipping if there's profit involved are tremendously high. Um, of course, Duncan would know that odds of him getting stabbed in the face, if he does so, are also tremendously high. But, um, you know, <laughs> greed gonna greed. So uh, I guess my, my question to you is, um, you have access to the archive. Um, you'll be able to reconnect it to uh, Bleen at least in a temporary way um, because they, they weirdly, uh, if it will serve Maka and the Alliance uh, of Equals, they'll open it up, but not if it serves Bleen. Like it, mm. this, it's fine if it's a means to an end. They also like, it's clear this has been kind of a petty thing. Like, again, they're just keeping their receipts away from people. Like there's no yeah. huge tactical advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll be willing to kind of open, open it back up uh, if, uh, if it's of use to you uh, in terms of your time in um, your time in the, the sunken archive, uh, obviously you're going to look for information that exonerates Maka. Um, I'm going to say you can do a total of three things while you're down here. That's going to be one of them. Um, what other two things would you like to do? You're shown to kind of like uh, a, like really do think of this as like a, just a well-designed library. Um, so you're kind of taken to a, uh, one of those little study tables um, that, uh, that uh, are found in all good libraries. Hmm. Um, and uh, the, uh, the Mantarans give you, uh, gives you some space. Um, Adriel leaves um, uh, a, a scout who is done. Like they're clearly like a warrior. Like they're, they're, you know, armed up with, with gear. 
um, which indicates that uh, the scout was one of a few who secured the library back when uh, the archive back when they they first seized control of it. So it has the most knowledge. They're not a librarian by any stretch, but they can kind of like point you in the right direction better than just wandering around. Um, but uh, fully respecting that you're here with a purpose and also fully understanding that this is not um, uh, really a concern of the Mantarans. They, they don't own this place. They're leaving you kind of to your business and giving you the space you need to, to accomplish your goals. What do you do? Gwendolyn, Duncan, your knowledge of hierarchies and court may be instrumental you see, there is a record of Umos issuing a request that I come to your court in Orville. So too, there may be a record of who ordered the dumping of these tainted spores and who ordered the production of tainted spores. Would this be helpful knowing who and when certain things were done? in this consortium. I mean, most importantly would be where? Where is the source of these spores? Where did they originate from? Mm -hmm. That is a big question. If they are, for lack of a better term, but creature-made, though you've said, you've said little about the source in regards to Jassy. Are they from Jassy and the cluster? It is less clear now than it was to me before. There does indeed to be, appear to be some kind of connection to Jossie, although all I detect when I commune with Jossie is pain, most troubling. All right, so we can look for a trail on the spores. We can look for the information that will free Maka. And perhaps something we could look for on Ita's behalf is any sort of History of trade between Bleen and the Empire of Numbers and Sprongbreck, and if there are any other major trade things going on around those times, because we may be able to have her spot a pattern there that will support what she's learned from the Sprongbreckian records. I am not certain that Murdoch Truegood is aware that exonerating me may not be enough. Removing one scapegoat and not replacing it with one for the blame to fall on may well result in Murdoch and I being assassinated anyway. The Tortles need to place the blame for this on someone. They need a culprit. They have chosen me. They may only need that if we can't find a way to cure the actual problem. Mm -hmm. Then they'll just name a hero who did it. Mm. I would like to research, if I may, on this sickness and see if there is any documentation of it here. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> so to recap for me, cause I was checking some notes on some important things. Um, we're looking for the, uh, the Umos dossier that will clear Maka. Yeah. Maka. That's priority one. Yeah. Um, Maka is looking into the sickness in general. Yeah. And I'm sorry, the third one was trade records. I think that kind of folds into the sickness research. Um, well, so. I think there's there's like trade record conspiracy, there's sickness research within town or other areas, and then there's Doc that frees Maka. I think those are our three. Oh, right. The trade record research. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. 
No, cool. no, no, it's good. Um, all right. How would you like to go about basically who's on, who's on what? Um, I know I, given that, sorry, go ahead, Laura. Uh, I just think that Gwendolyn would probably be best suited to anything uh, involving Orville. She'll be yeah, able to so probably spot the, stuff. So I though think you know the bleed, though you know the Bleen court the best. So if you were to free, know if I know what the oh best, that that'd be but... it. That's the Maka yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. So Gwendolyn yeah, so you're on, on, on the, the yeah. Umos dossier. Uh, Mark will be on the disease because what yes. the fuck would we put me on the disease? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just we pan across to Duncan taking down like introduction to virology and being like, well, chapter one. Yeah. <laughs> well, it turns out if you bathe, that makes you sick. <laughs> <laughs> that would explain the smell in sour. Um, so okay, he's on conspiracy. How watch, do you then. spell sour? Uh, it is spelt uh, S-A-W-E-R. Thank you. I just, it's, I, I keep thinking about it. And <laughs> Yeah, also, uh, based on the way I've been pronouncing it, I'm sure you've been like, it's not S-O-U-R, but it's yeah, close. Yeah, I knew it wasn't that, but I'm like, is it is. S-A-U-R? I had a whole what, debate what with myself about the, the naming convention on this. It's um, <laughs> great. Uh but uh, you know, where else are a bunch of bipedal turtles going to live if not the sour? Mm-hmm. Um, so, in terms of research, I think um, Gwendolyn, you can go ahead. Uh, I think we'll probably call this investigation. Would make the most sense. Yeah, I think um, it is bleeding court business, so you can roll twice, pick the best. Nice advantage, as the kids would call it. Um, Maka, I'm going to take a medicine check from you. Yeah, I'm going to cast guidance on myself. Sure. Um, I'll also give you advantage because you're you're looking for answers in a place where actually there are a, there's a lot of information available to you. So this is a much better situation than you've had. Um, Duncan, you're looking for conspiracy stuff and trade information. Uh, I think this will also be investigation. I'm not going to give you an advantage only because it's a much broader topic to be investigating. And I think it's a little bit harder. Could I pitch treating this as like, he's putting documents in a bag for Ida. So it might be more insight in terms of this looks like it yes. could be useful. Yep. Yeah. Cause he that. is not. No, no, no. That, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. It's just cool. like looking at the, the spines of books being like, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, so go ahead and make your rolls, please. I have my results for you. Great. I rolled a natural 20 plus my eight medicine plus one <laughs> on my guidance. So 29. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. Every day in the nice little Canadian town of Beaver Mount, Ontario is pretty much the same. Folks are polite. There's a hockey game that evening and someone gets brutally murdered. Sorry About the Murder, a very Canadian murder mystery podcast. New episodes weekly. Listen to season one now by typing Sorry About the Murder into your favorite podcast app. Ah, ben look! Dum Dums and Dice would like to welcome you into a world of darkness and vampires with Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast featuring Ryan LaPlante as the gangster Ridley Beef, Tyler Hewitt as the conflicted detective Everett Fry, and Megan Miles as the poet Iris Dunn. 
with storyteller Tom McGee. Join these newly turned vampires as they try to take control of Montreal. But all is not as it seems, and as their humanity slowly slips away, they are forced into increasingly dangerous situations as the streets of the city run red with blood. Ain't sticky with syrup? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. New episodes available weekly. Ha ha ha. Cool. Good to know. I'll take it under advisement. Okay, great. I got I got 15. I mean, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not 29. It's not 29. Really, what is? I got 12. <laughs> He's throwing shit in a bag. He doesn't know if it's good. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna stay with that for Duncan for reals. Um, Gwendolyn, um, you are able to um, kind of as soon as you find the right section and start mm-hmm. like identifying documents that are clearly bureaucratic and, and, and vaguely royal, um, you're uh, very easily able to uh, track down the information. Now, the Maka is, uh, as we've established, was a bit of an outcast, uh, a bit of an oddity. So the paperwork looks like it'll be enough to satisfy uh, Phaedron, but likely not enough. Like this isn't ironclad, like, there is a plague here. The curse is upon us. We will go get Maka and he will mm. help us solve it. Um, it is indicated that uh, Umos went in search of Maka to assist with a, uh, a, a dilemma of great concern to Bleen. Mm-hmm. And uh, that uh, the uh, only proposed solution was uh, to travel to Orville. So um, based on your result, again, not, not ironclad proof, but probably yeah. enough to sway... I think um, guy. I think it will be like basically she'll go back, um, and and it'll be one of those things like I'm like okay like if in any of the other documentation like um, the disease is referred to using the same words, mm. then that mm-hmm. will help. So I'm like, you can tell Ida to look for that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, the other piece uh, you do get, um, uh, Gwendolyn, from yours is uh, there is uh, some concern that uh, the affliction, they're not calling it a curse in any of the documents because that would be silly. Um, uh, there is some concern that the production of Endara uh, might be related to um, uh Related to the uh, the sickness afflicting mm. the, the people of Bleen, that um, there has been uh, ever since uh, production, uh, basically ever since the supply line opened up and uh, processing yeah. and production of um, uh, of uh, raw glomera into uh, Endara began, um, there have been some negative effects observed. But of course, there's likely another cause. Like it's definitely not. It's yeah. not the Andara. It, it, like it could, be, sh- but like maybe it's single-use straws. That's probably the real issue. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, but it's it's enough to to kind of like you get the 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 exoneration piece, but you also get just a little bit more um, in terms of uh, things that might be able to fit into other stuff. Cool. Um, Duncan, yeah, there's some books that might be helpful. Uh, you're you're grabbing them. Um, Good news is there's a lot to pick from. Uh, the paper trail is rather extensive. So you're just kind of grabbing anything you, you think might might be of use. Um, it's an eater problem. I literally won't 100%. know if it's good or not. Yep. Yeah, I just yep. have a bag full of fucking books. Yeah. And uh, Duncan, I'm going to give you one point of advantage or a sort of inspiration rather. Um, 
it's nice to be doing your job again. <laughs> like you've been doing the, the grand ideals of what a, a Dawnbreaker should be for a while, but there's just a simple joy and just like, this was the kind of shit that the Dawnbreakers used to assign to you all the time. It's just nice going through the motions again, you know? Nice. Is it possible to have two inspiration? Yes. I don't Yay! stand by that you can only have one banked because rule of cool, baby. Yay. <laughs> I have uh, two inspiration. <laughs> yes. Uh, rules as written, you can only have one, but. I won't use them cheaply. So you, I, I'm aware. Also, I am, I am no favorite oh, Cohen's note. Huh? So that's how we got to heaven too, is he won't use them exactly. cheaply. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> You, you proved you earned the trust, and that's yeah. why I'm not going to put any parental guides on your internet access. Um, big mistake. Big mistake. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Maka, you rolled a crit on a roll to investigate the thing that has been plaguing you both metaphorically and physically uh, since the adventure began. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am uh, very happy to report that... Um, Finally, with uh, sort of the the collective knowledge of uh, the Consortium of Bleen at your fingertips, um, as well as your actual legitimate intimate understanding of uh, the cluster and of Jossi, um, you're finally able to start getting some answers. Uh, the first of which is that, as you've you've seen evidence of elsewhere, a decision was made long ago that the gifts you were bringing uh, to help the people of Bleen were being processed into a new material. Uh, and Dara, the base element from which Sundara and a variety of other things were created. And as you begin to look through the books, your eyes slowly widen as you realize that the sickness uh, inflicting Jossie and the cluster is the slow leeching death of key elements of the biolium cluster into Andara. And as you discovered cruelly for the first time back in the uh, kingdom of the root folk, uh, the work you did and the lives you attempted to save uh, were a fiction. You were in fact producing the base element that the consortium of Blee needed to make a profit. This episode of Curse Code and Crowd Sound was mixed and edited by Laura Hamstra, and the campaign was created by Tom McGee. Our original theme music was composed by Landon Noblock, and Curse Code and Crown's logo was created by the brilliant Decapitated Markers. If you want to follow our players or our DM on Twitter, you can reach out to Laura at EL Hamstring, Ryan at the Ryan LeBlanc. Tyler at Tyler underscore Hewitt, Tom McGee at McGeeTD, or you can message our whole company at Dum Dum Dice. So please join us again for more Curse, Code, and Crown! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, 
Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire on Friendly, Great Dane, Acrix, Cameron Ezel, Grandma Likes D&D, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.